Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. In the wake of a horrific school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, we're going to interview the director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations. David Rausch is a longtime veteran and has a prayer request for you. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview via Skype from Nashville, Tennessee, with the director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations. This is like the, the FBI, but at a state level in Tennessee, David Rausch is a longtime police veteran and now brings us news about the horrific school shooting in Nashville. Welcome to the program, uh, Director Rausch. How are you today, sir? I'm well, thank you, Chaps. Appreciate that. So if you would please, before we get into the news and your response to that, uh, just introduce us to your audience, your experience in law enforcement. Oh, absolutely. So I actually started my career in law enforcement in the United States Army. Uh, I did four years as a military uh, police officer uh, with the U.S. Army, and then uh, I was eventually hired uh, at the Knoxville Police Department in Knoxville, Tennessee. Did 25 years at the Knoxville Police Department, seven years as their chief of police, and then uh, been in my current position. Uh, I was appointed by Governor Bill Haslam in 2018 uh, to this position and reappointed last year by Governor Bill Lee. And so I've served in this position now uh, almost five years now. So director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, that's like the FBI, but at a state level. Uh, what are your responsibilities? How many departments do you have? So we have eight divisions within the Bureau. We are responsible, as I tell folks here, we're responsible for uh, the criminal justice system from start to finish. So we maintain all of the records uh, for the criminal justice system. So we we have all police records, all court records are maintained here, uh, as well as we are the state investigative agency. So we assist uh, local law enforcement agencies that may not have the resources uh, to investigate major crime. And so we assist in those investigations. We have about 15 original jurisdiction areas, everything from corruption uh, to uh, internet crimes against children, human trafficking, uh, arson, uh, those types of things, drugs, we, we do those primary investigations as well for the state. And, um, and, and we are a major uh, connector, if you will, a, a liaison for all law enforcement, both uh, uh, local, state, and federal uh, in the state of Tennessee. So what is TBI's role in this particular school shooting? Do you have jurisdiction or would that be handled by a, a, a local DA or a federal prosecutor or the state? Yeah, so uh, in Tennessee, we have 32 district attorney generals. And so the uh, the responsibility falls on the district attorney in the in the region. And so here, uh, attorney general, uh, district attorney general uh, Glenn Funk is the district attorney general in this region or in this area and district. And so uh, when we res uh, responded to the scene uh, of the shooting at the Covenant School, we were responding with Metro Nashville PD, who has primary uh, law enforcement responsibility in the Nashville area. Uh, we responded because there was an officer involved shooting 
we do the officer-involved shootings uh, for the Nashville Police Department, as well as every agency in the state. We're a third party uh, in that, and so we come in and do a third-party review of the the incident uh, and provide that information to a district attorney general. And so our role initially was responding as potentially handling the officer-involved shooting. Uh, also, the potential, if there is a, a concern about terrorism, uh, we are responsible for domestic terrorism in the state of Tennessee, and so that that could have been another role. It's not the case in this, but we, we responded in that capacity. So what were you briefed on the sequence of events? We've shown the video that was released by the police chief there of uh, the alleged assailant, Aubrey Hale, uh, who goes by Aiden Hale, who identifies as a man. Uh, but she was a former student, uh, reportedly, of, of that Christian school. And what did she do? So what was reported to us is that there was uh, the suspect had entered the school, uh, shooting their way into the school, um, had, uh, there were six total victims, uh, three children, three adults, um, that the, uh, at, as the shooter moved through the, uh, the school, um, had opened fire as well on law enforcement that was responding. Uh, fortunately, none of the officers uh, were struck uh, the officers immediately uh, made entry into the facility uh, and uh, located uh, uh, the shooter and uh, and addressed that uh, that that threat immediately, uh, as has been seen in the video that's been released. And so um, that was the briefing. We had to make a decision on how that investigation then would go forward. Um, we had uh, myself, the chief of police, uh, John Drake, and. Uh, the district attorney uh, were on scene, and we had a conversation about who would do what for this investigation. Normally, we would we would what we call bifurcate it. We would separate it where they would do the criminal investigation into the shooter's act actions, um, and then we would do the investigation on uh, the shooter, uh, the officer involved piece of it. Um, because it was such a fluid scene and all connected, the decision was to have one agency do that, and we all agreed that Metro. Nashville was the appropriate agency to conduct the main investigation. And so we we are supporting uh, the investigation and we are doing uh, a review of their investigation into the officer involved side of it. So I just heard you say that you were personally on the scene within uh, you know minutes or hours after the shooting. And you've been on many police scenes and you've seen many horrific uh, violent things in your career, I'm sure. But how did this strike you personally and emotionally with children involved? Yeah, it, you know these are these are difficult, um, and and uh, we have not had uh, a, a a shooting of this nature in Tennessee at, at this level. And so, um, you know, I, I I certainly have responded to school shootings in, in uh, Knoxville a couple during my tenure, um, but nothing uh, to the level that this one was at. Um, very difficult. The uh, you know to to see the aftermath um, was there shortly after there was still a very active scene in terms of investigation and um, you know as we actually entered inside the tape um, you know there we were standing in a space that we didn't realize was truly part of the crime scene uh, and uh, you know it, it was an eerie uh, very very sad feeling um, as we were on scene and, and understanding that the nature of of what had taken place and the uh, and the massacre that had happened, um, and it was uh, it, it was very difficult, uh, very difficult. Uh, 
seeing the first responders that were on the scene and, and their, uh, their reactions and having conversations with the chief of the reactions uh, of those first responders. Um, while, you know, the chief made the comment, we didn't lose any first responders that day. We, we certainly didn't by gunfire, but I'm concerned psychologically uh, of the number that we will lose uh, because of the trauma. Um, wow. You know, if you think about it, they, they picked up these babies and carried them out of the school. Um, and, you know, the impact of that on an individual, um, I, I, it's, I, I can't fathom uh, the impact that, 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 that has and will have going forward. You know, normally we would throw to commercial break right now, but I want to pray right away. Uh, Director Rausch has asked people to pray, and with the emotional uh, trauma that he has endured and, and the others under his command, let's take a moment and pray for them all. Uh, Father in heaven, we pray for those first responders who were on the scene, in the room, and witnessed the results of this massacre and the personal trauma that they witnessed Father, we pray that you would remove that from them and heal their heart and heal their soul, that they would have to witness such evil with their own eyes. And Father, we pray you bless them for having done their job with honor, for having uh, supported the community and the families uh, and even the remains of those who were taken. Uh, Father, we pray that they would be blessed, that they would be healed that they would not suffer long-term traumatic stress disorder, but instead that you would energize them to be public servants as they wanted to be when they signed up for this, uh, and that they would feel the reward of having served well. I pray this blessing on all of them in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, let's take a short break. More with Director David Rausch after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Reading today's headlines, doesn't it seem sometimes like the world is unreal? We hear about rumors of wars and we see legislative and cultural battles here in America. But where is our hope? I think it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're offering now a, a DVD series led by family ministry leader Vince Dacchioli, Real Christianity in an Unreal World. It behooves us to really understand what does it mean to be relevant as a Christian and to be real and to spread the gospel in a way to where more and more people will, be in, will embrace it and move yeah. in the right direction. We can send you the entire DVD series, which is three-part teaching with Vince and a bonus of my personal testimony for a suggested donation of just $30 if you call now at 866-Obey-God or Write to the address on your screen or visit PrayInJesusName.org. We want to rush you this important teaching to ground your faith in real Christianity. I'm Dr. Chaps. You know, Jesus taught the parable about sowing the seed. And you don't want it wasted. You want it to grow with 30, 60, 100-fold for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you three mission areas that we're doing here at Pray In Jesus Name. I think our charity does more with less than any other charity I know. We are fertile seed. For example, number one, we pray in millions of television homes every day or every weekend on eight networks. We have 2.5 billion home TV impressions every month. The second area, 
We feed orphans and children. In some of the poorest slums overseas, we're building a new vocational school, we're digging wells, and we're serving the poor when you give to pray in Jesus' name. Number three, we defend religious freedom, especially for our troops and our chaplains. We've now helped send five million petitions to Congress. We've helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states and four times in federal law. You know my story as a former Navy chaplain, standing up for the right to pray in Jesus' name and defending religious freedom. Would you donate today? In fact, we want you to come up monthly pledge sponsor. When you visit PrayInJesusName.org, on the right side, click the monthly pledge sponsor button at PrayInJesusName.org. Your monthly gift will help change the world in Jesus' name. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by the Tennessee Director, uh, Director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, Director David Rausch is joining us from Nashville. Uh, sir, what do we know about the identity of the shooter? So, um, of course, it's been reported, um, the individual, uh, and I, I, I hesitate to, to call the name. I, I don't think we, we, we provide that. I, I just feel that the victims are much more important. Uh, and, uh, uh, but what we know is that this was an individual who attended the school previously. We know um, that this individual targeted the school. Um, we know that, that um, you know, it, it was uh, at this point, without getting too much into the detail, there were a lot of writings. Um, you know, it's been characterized as a manifesto. I, I think that's a mischaracterization personally. Um, the, the documents that we have, and I have viewed those, uh, you know, one is specifically a plan uh, and the other is, is some uh, journal type rantings, uh, but nothing, you know, when you talk about manifesto, you talk about something similar like the Unabomber left behind, it, it, ideological expressions, uh, that, that none of that has, has, has surfaced in these writings. It's really um, unfortunate uh, mental health issues that are that that, that you can see uh, as you read through uh, the, the the journals, uh, the writings, and so uh, I, I'm concerned a lot about the way it's been portrayed. I, and uh, you know, we're hopefully uh, as we as we get through this investigation, are able to have more conversation on that. I'm I'm not sure that the documents should be released, only out of fear that someone else with mental illness picks it up and uses it as a plan. And I, that, that concerns me more than anything. So it, it was reported by your own police chief there that the, sh the shooter self-identified as transgender, uh, that uh, her, her friends and even her LinkedIn page uh, had male pronouns. And uh, preceding this, there was also a national call for a transgender day of vengeance. Are you aware of that? And could there be any connection? Yeah, I'm familiar, but there's nothing in this um, that that shows any connection uh, whatsoever. I, I, you know, the the individual certainly uh, had had identity challenges and uh, certainly had had uh, some mental health issues that um, that, that are obvious uh, as you read the writings. But uh, there was no there was no reference to this uh, this movement or uh, the the uh, uh, the situation that that you mentioned. 
can we ask about the potential motive? Because having been a student at that Christian school and now identifying later as a transgender individual, uh, is there some animus that we can ascribe to, and you've seen the writings without disclosing too much, uh, why? Why would anyone do this? Yeah, that's the question everybody always wants the answer to uh, on all of these investigations and, and understanding that we're still early. I mean, it's, it's a week into the investigation. We're still, we're still collecting a lot of that information. Um, you know, the, the, I, I, I can't really get into that at this point. We, we're starting to see a, a picture come together, but uh, I, I would tell you that it's not close to anything that people are uh, sub subjugating out there that people are uh, exposing their opinions on. Um, I, I think folks just need to be patient, give us the opportunity uh, to do the work that we have and, uh, and those answers uh, as best we can make them will be provided. One of her friends, uh, the shooter's friends published some text messages that were received maybe just an hour before the shooting happened uh, saying, um, and I've read this, but I'm gonna paraphrase, um, I'm going to do something terrible. I'm saying goodbye. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die today. Uh, was this a suicide by cop and was it premeditated? Yeah, so those, those are still coming through. Um, uh, this is an individual that you know, clearly was suicidal and homicidal. And so, um, uh, you know, it, there were, there, there is information that we have that, 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 uh, that confirms that. Um, and, and again, without getting too much into the details of what we're still trying to piece together, I, I would be comfortable leaving it at, at that. Yes, sir. Uh, so what are the next steps? Your investigators are gonna collect all these facts and then it, there's no trial that's gonna happen because the shooter is deceased. How can the parents or family members ever get justice? Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, that's it. You're right. This is it. Uh, the, uh, the one, the individual responsible, uh, is, is no longer with us. Um, and you know, the, uh, the challenge there is that, you know, in, in any of these cases, I, I personally, that I don't know that you ever get closure. I think you just get answers and, and the best we can do is provide the, the answers. Um, and then I think the, the challenge going forward is we've got to determine how do we, how do we do the best we can to prevent these types of incidents from continuing uh, in this country? And I think, uh, you know, um, you know, your, your program is about prayer. I, I think that's, that's one of the biggest ways. I think we've got to get people, uh, they, they've got to get Christ in their hearts. They, they've got to uh, understand the love that needs to happen. And, um, you know, my call the day of the incident was for prayer. Um, and I knew that I would get criticized for calling uh, because I, people think that I don't understand why they're upset when we call for prayer and thoughts. Wow. They, they think I get their message, but, but I do get their message. But, but it doesn't discount the importance and the absolute necessity uh, for the power of prayer. And, uh, and you know, we have to continue to pray. Uh, we got to continue to pray for this country. We got to continue to pray uh, for individuals that find themselves on the islands that they believe they're on. Uh, and we got to continue to show love to everyone. Amen. Uh, we've got to begin to love our neighbor. Maybe love is ultimately the cure for all of the hate that is in the community. Let's take a short break. 
Uh, when we come back, I'll ask David Rausch about his personal testimony. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support, and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS, and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm going to put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. Well, thank you, sir. I accept that endorsement, and we support your work at MyPillow.com. Remember, everybody, when you visit, use the promo code PRAYNEWS. You get a big discount, and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help. Not a little bit, a lot of help. <laughs> we need all we can get. For Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Director David Rausch, who is the director of the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations, like the, like the FBI, but at a state level. And he is now leading the investigation into the horrific school shooting that happened at Covenant Christian School. Uh, director Rausch, before the break, and, and we're gonna pray for you again, just uh, as we have just a few minutes left, uh, but take off your government hat for a second, if I could uh, take off your director hat and just share from your heart. As a person, as a private citizen, David Rausch, uh, we see Easter is, is upcoming. You mentioned the hope that you find in Christ. Uh, what does your faith mean to you? So, so my faith is the foundation. Um, it, is, it is who I am. Um, you could ask anybody who works, uh, uh, who has worked with me over, over the years. Um, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm a solid Christian. I, I uh, was born and raised Catholic. And so, um, you know, that's that's the base of uh, the foundation of my Christianity. And then, uh, you know, as as I think happens with all of us, we, we start to seek if that's you know what that means as we get older. And, and I did that. I went through a phase and uh, which was fine. It, it, and what it led me to was even strengthening my faith. I, um, I, I, uh, I went through the phase of going through and learning about uh, other forms of Christianity and, and uh, uh, really embraced um, uh, I was an independent Baptist at one point and continued to believe. Uh, I have a dear friend who's a pastor. He calls me a Pentecostal Catholic. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, 
I, re you know, I resemble that remark. That's good. <laughs> yes, sir. And so, you know, I, I believe strongly in my faith. I believe everything I have uh, are gifts from God and, and my path was marked. Uh, my talent is given and provided by God and, and my path is marked by God and I have followed that path. Um, and, I, and I believe in the power of prayer and I believe uh, that we have one Savior and I believe that Savior is where our strength comes from. And, uh, and, and, I, and I believe that the, the, the epitome of servant leadership was Jesus Christ, and I and I try every day to uh, to meet that uh, that level of leadership. And and uh, I fail. I'm a human, um, but I but I get up every day uh, with that as my focus. Thank God. Um, you know, walk me through your personal calling as it pertains to police work. And I know we're 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 facing recruiting shortfalls nationwide for the police business. But you yourself describe your your faith as a reason for your public service. How can a Christian carry a gun or go into the army like you did or go into police work? And and how did the Lord bring you to that? Yeah. Um, so so I think that's that's simple. Is you know there are protectors and uh, you know and, and it's and it's biblical. You know we have uh, we have a role and we are, we have a calling. You know it was something that. Uh, uh, pulled on my heart for for a long time, and you know I finally answered and answered my calling. And my calling is this field, and and it's in law enforcement, and it's in protection, and um, you know, and and the, the peacemakers are blessed, and, and the Bible tells us that. And so I I have uh, I have joined that rank, and and really uh, I, I encourage others who have that tug on their heart uh, to be a peacemaker. To uh, to seek out this profession, it is it is the most rewarding thing I have ever done, and I find it every day, even in the most challenging days, even even when we're responding to the most tragic situations. Um, I find solace in knowing that I'm there to make a difference. I'm there to bring peace. I'm there uh, to show that uh, we have uh, we have it under control, even though chaos is all around us. And we have uh, we have strength to be able to move through this and to move forward and to bring resolve. Um, and so that that's where that's where my faith does for me. That's where the calling comes from. That's the tug of my heart. Um, that that is why I've dedicated my life to this. Let's take a moment again and pray personally for Director David Roush. He has asked for prayer, and let's pray. Father in heaven, we confirm the calling that you have, uh, not just on this director, but on all of our law enforcement officials who follow God to become a protector. And Lord, we thank you for your protection. While we live in a fallen world and the devil is all around us, we pray your anointing upon those who are called to serve, that they will receive the godly mantle to become a peacemaker, to protect the innocent, to protect the lives of these innocent children who were taken. Father, we pray for success in this investigation, in all of Director Rausch's duties, uh, that you would make Nashville and the state of Tennessee a safer place for people to live in peace. We pray this blessing upon him and others in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our guest is Director David Rausch, tbi.tn.gov to learn more. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. 
You can click on the recurring monthly pledge sponsor button, become a regular sponsor of this show. If you need prayer, call us now at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.